Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Y'all probably saw me recently on the Next Health podcast and their great online scheduling tool talking about SEO. SEO is my favorite thing. It's Jacqueline Green's favorite thing. Jacqueline, welcome to Ignite. Thanks. Today's going to be fun because we're going to help you from continuing to screw up. See, Jacqueline Green, she gets all the screw ups. All the screwed up babies come to her and they say, hey, listen, we want to grow. And she says, guys, you're not set up right. And we focus, our whole business is multi-site feedback provider groups, right? So we get lots of brands that have lots of brands. We get sites that are a giant mess and lots of acquisitions that want to come into this giant mess. It's Jay Green's job to clean them up. What's up, Jay Green? How are we doing? I'm good. Okay. Excited to talk about some local SEO. I feel like she's being truthful there. (laughs) Number one thing, when you go look at, you know, a lot of them come either house or brands or they've consolidated. What makes you more excited? I like when it's consolidated. I think it's easier for Google to understand one entity as opposed to a lot of somewhat connected entities. But I think either can work. I think it's more okay. about how you set up the vision for it. If you have a clear vision, I think it will. It can work either way. Tell me that. What is the right vision for each way? I think the most important thing is to know how your brands are going to connect to each other and to know what your priorities are for your brands as a whole and in specifically for each one. So if you are doing kind of a combined brand, if you're lumping everything under a single brand, I think it's really important to know what each individual location is bringing to the table already, what kind of authority they're bringing, what kind of brand recognition they're bringing, and have a strategy at large for how you're going to deal with that. Because you can't, if you're consolidating into one brand, it really gets touchy when you start making exceptions for, well, this provider has a reputation in their community. So how do we handle that? But this provider has a bad reputation. So how do we handle that? You sort of have to know at scale what you want to do across the board and just stick to that vision. Because once you start making things different at a brand level, it starts getting confusing for Google, for users, for everybody. Okay. Okay. Start with a clear vision of either way. So house of brands or consolidated can work. We like consolidated. Consolidate a lot cheaper, right? I mean, yeah. they don't have to run SDO on 15, 50, 150 different websites. Yeah. Eventually you get too big for that. I just assume. So if I'm looking at like I've got a ton of websites. How do you do SEO for a hundred different brands? Let's talk about the biggest provider groups out there that have a hundred URLs. We've had some examples of that. What do you do? Yes. So I think in that case, onboarding is, is a really crucial component. And again, I think prioritizing is a very important piece of that. If you have multiple websites, unless you genuinely want to do a full unique SEO strategy for every website, you're gonna have to prioritize at some level and figure out what your top brands are, what your top regions are, what your top actual locations are, and figure out how you want to scale and what's going to make the most sense for your business from that perspective. So I think you have to make sure that you are clear as a business on what you want to prioritize. Prioritize your most important groups, either from a revenue or capacity perspective. They're the groups that have the most capacity or the most room to run with capacity, or it's concentrated in a market like Texas or Georgia or something like that which is very friendly and new to most groups, but expanding quickly. So optimize those sites, prioritize those, the biggest or the most important groups there with a lot of capacity, 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 capacity. We talk about all the time from a media perspective, spend where there's appointments, but in SEO, that also can apply. Yeah, it does. And I think that's a really good perspective to take. I think what's tough about that perspective though, is that things are 
possibly going to change rapidly internally. And so you might not know, you know, next month, which practice is going to be needing more patients or which practice is going to be at capacity. And SEO takes a while. So that's why during onboarding, it's really crucial to look like six months in the future because changing priorities month to month is going to slow everything down. I think yeah. that's the biggest. Don't do that. That's the biggest issue Don't with, do that. with clients, yeah. even smaller groups, but especially with big groups. If you want to make, you know, Texas a region that is ranking number one in the SERPs in every single, you know, town and city in Texas, you've got to focus on Texas for like three straight months. You can't just say, and even then that's a short amount of time. Yeah, you can't just say, I'm going to yeah. do this for a month and then let's pivot and go to New Jersey. Like that's not going to work. It's going to yep. just slow everything down. And if you're too frenetic, like I'm too frenetic, I probably couldn't commit to a state for six months. If you think like that, then make great location pages and drive your link juice to the homepage. It'll trickle down yeah. and help all your states, right? You don't need to actually focus on any. Yeah. And that's true too. And I think that's a, a piece that can also be challenging to understand because it is complicated, but I think there's a difference between optimizing at a website level, which we can do in an ongoing basis and optimizing at a regional level. It's just a different it's a different approach. It's a different level of focus. And so if you're doing an SEO strategy, this is obviously easier if you're all under one website. But if you're doing an SEO strategy, anything you do to the website, whether it's link building or internal links on the site or any anything you're doing, it's going to help the website in general. So if you have one website, all of your locations are going to get some amount of payoff yep. on the work you do. But it's going to be obviously faster and more intentional if you are making intentional optimizations mm-hmm. for that region or building mm-hmm. backlinks for that region. If you have a million websites, though, you're not getting as much of that kind of general domain level because you've got a, a lot of domains. That's true. When you're going out and acquiring practices, not a lot ha- of that happening right now because of interest rates. But when you're going out and acquiring practices, you need to have some little addendums in your contract that allow you to have full control over the website, eventually potentially do rebrand as you see fit, and then potentially also roll it in. You can't, you're going to get so big at some point, you can't have 200 individual domains. It's not going to make sense. You're going to need one brand at some point. Okay. Duplicate content. That's something a lot of people worry about when they've got uh, multi-site groups. Like, how do you look at that? I think there's always going to be some amount of duplicate content on a lot of websites. Like Google's pretty sophisticated. It's not quite as straightforward as if one paragraph on one location page is the exact same on another. Google's immediately going to penalize you. That doesn't happen usually, but you do need to make sure that you're catering to each potential user that's going to see that uh, page when they search for those different queries. So I think that's more of the approach that we take is like, how do we make sure that each location page is most relevant for the queries that it's going to show up for? Because someone looking for even a dentist in Texas is is looking for a different dentist than the one in Georgia. So you have to make sure that that dentist in Texas, that that location page has all of the right information to answer that mm-hmm. query about that about what mm-hmm. the user is looking for. So it's more about that than it is like... What proportion would you give it? What can be duplicate? I mean... Uh, Jacqueline hates specifics. Like all SEOs, timelines and specifics go against our nature. Here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. I think every location page should have at least one section of truly unique content. All right. But the algorithm will change. But for the last five, 10 years, I've seen it works. You know, even when half of it, half of the content is duplicate. Google doesn't care as long as they have a good user experience and it's very similar. Yeah. So I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't know if she's shaking her head right now. Okay. Let's talk about technical stuff. How important is the technical setup of all of these websites, like the site speed and taxonomy and all of that fun stuff? Does it really matter that 
much. Yeah. Technical in general is is like the most important thing that I would have. Wow. When you started here, you wouldn't have said that. That's not true. No, you wouldn't have said that. You said content. Well, content is extremely important, but when it comes to these types of websites, I think tech is extremely important, but not really things like, not the fun technical stuff, not stuff like site speed or like schema, like that stuff is important, but it's more of the foundational, like can Google crawl your site kind of thing? Because that's when you have so many locations, especially if you're on one domain, think about how much work Google has to do to navigate your entire website. If you have a hundred locations, you have a unique page for each of those. Maybe you have five unique provider pages for each of those, like conservatively, that's a ton of pages and Google is going to get slowed down. And if you're not directing Google in a very strategic way and intentional way toward the pages you want them to see and how you How do you them. do that? Through a sitemap or through the linking structure, yeah. the nav linking structure? Yeah. So it's it's definitely the the general sitemap structure. So the okay. types of pages you have, how they're linked to one another. Right. I mean, that is important, but it's also just being pretty vigilant about like checking your crawl rate, checking how Google is actually assessing your site and checking how things are getting indexed mm-hmm. and not being reactive necessarily, but being really in the weeds with it because you can set up a site perfectly and Google can still choose not to index important pages. So it's more about being discerning and really staying on top of things, which is why like SEO is so crucial, even if organic is not your main traffic driver, because you need those pages to appear in search. They like, do. Full stop. That's so right. your SEOs can kind of help you make sure that's happening. Do you link the GMB location to the specific location page on the website? Yes. That's a little trick. All right. That wasn't in the notes, Ashley, but that's important. Okay. Very cool. Analysis. Analysis. We work with almost entirely PE-backed groups who care about money. How do we show money with SEO? It's it's definitely the hardest part. I think that, I, I mean, this is not the answer to your question, but I do think that it's really important to educate clients on all the things that lead to the money because SEO takes time and it's not going to happen overnight. And yeah. so if they don't understand why they should care about ranking number one for Dennis near me, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough relationship. So getting them to understand those points, I do think is pretty crucial, Yeah. but obviously the money is most important. So I think having a clear analytics setup and factoring SEO into your holistic picture, like how does it, how does it factor in compared to your other channels is important to see what your market share kind of is for SEO relative to other channels. And recently I've seen her do some miraculous work in in SEO analysis where we look at cost per booking from organic, from all owned and earned media channels. And it beats the heck out of all the paid media stuff that we do. The cost per booking is usually three times lower from owned and earned media than it is from paid media. And it makes the overall, and then I've seen Jacqueline, she combines the own intermediate with paid media, and that's your overall cost per booking. So that's a great way also, but you gotta be able to track your bookings, right? You need a line or a patient prism for a call and lead form tracking, you need a next health or a next patient for appointment scheduling tracking. And then you get to a cost per booking and you can track through it from own and earn. Something also really cool Jacqueline's doing and underselling it, is looking at the amount of appointments booked through owned and earned media. And then looking at the cost per booking from paid media and saying, if you were to buy all of these leads through paid media, you would have spent X amount of dollars. And that number is usually six figures and our retainers five. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets, it does get tricky because there are a lot of factors that go into how you perform organically. So there's always going to be more to that picture, I think, than just, than maybe what you would see in paid media where it's a lot more clear cut. So it just becomes a lot more 
nuanced, I think, with organic of making sure the client understands kind of how what we're doing factors into that. Because a lot of clients will just sort of say, well, we would have had that regardless. And then you have to be able to really support it through those lower metrics and saying, well, no, you wouldn't. Because without this page, you wouldn't rank for this query, which is what is ranking for and driving you all these bookings. You can tell Jacqueline just had that conversation yesterday. (laughs) She's not happy with dental clients right now. She's not happy that they're not agreeing that she did all of the work that led to it. Jay Green is the best SEO person you'll ever meet on the planet. She's phenomenal. I hope you enjoyed this session on all of the different things multi-site provider groups need to do to help rank, help drive traffic, and then ultimately bookings and understand the value of those bookings. Jay Green, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.